pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day you've given us, for the rain that you've brought, and we pray it would continue. We thank you for providing for all of our needs, that you have uh, known us and cared for us before we even knew of you, and you've revealed yourself to us through the person of Jesus Christ, and thank you for his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and that he lives now, that we celebrate not um, just a historical account, but a reality in our lives through the life of Jesus being lived out. And we praise you, Lord, for this day and all that you provided by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. So we'll be in Luke chapter 2, if you'll turn there. We all love a good story. We love to read um, things that are new, amazing stories of interest to us. How many times have you seen a good video or a meme or you're just like, it was so good that you just had to show somebody. You had to share it or comment on it or you remembered it later. Um, and that happens to us all the time. And there's something when it's a story based on true events that make it even more meaningful. We go, this really happened. This was a true story because it's a story set in the real world that we're living in. And so it makes it remarkable and amazing. And today we gather to remember and to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, um, that God came to earth in human form. He came as a baby, um, not to declare war on sinners, but to save. And praise the Lord, um, we have the opportunity to receive that gift of Jesus Christ. So Luke, starting in chapter 2, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. This recording of the birth of Jesus isn't like a story or a fable that begins with once upon a time or um, a long time ago and in a galaxy far away. <laughs> this is something that actually happened. It happened on the earth that we walk on. It's a factual account that is recorded history that impacts us forever because of who Jesus is. And the story tells us that it was compulsory for all the people to go to their hometown to be taxed, to be assessed. For many, it was inconvenient. It was expensive. It was time-consuming. Numbered amongst those who, were, who went home to their town was Joseph. And he didn't go alone. He brought with him his betrothed wife. Now, they hadn't been fully married because in the Jewish culture, you would be, this marriage would be arranged, agreed upon by the woman. Then there would be a betrothal period where you were legally married but not living together. And it was during that time that Mary conceived by the Holy Spirit. So from the outside, not knowing that God was involved in this, it was very scandalous what had happened. That before they had, were living together, before they were joined in marriage, she's pregnant. Pregnant with the Son of God. Now, the prophet Micah, he wrote over 700 years before the birth of Jesus in Micah 5.2. It says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. So Bethlehem was a special place. It was 
not one of the major cities in Israel, but 700 years before it was written that in Bethlehem there would be a ruler whose goings forth were from everlasting. Now it's about 130 k's from Nazareth down to Bethlehem, which is about 8 k's from Jerusalem. Verse 6, so, while, so it was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. While they were being assessed for taxes in Bethlehem, Mary gives birth to her baby, a firstborn son, suggesting that she went on to have more children. And the child was wrapped in these swaddling cloths, lied in a manger. And the manger, it's a feeding trough for animals. It's not the normal place to put a baby. Um, it's interesting that Bethlehem, the name means house of bread. And Jesus, uh, later on, he identified himself as the living bread that comes down from heaven, which gives life to the world. So you have this baby in the house of bread, the living bread being placed in this feeding trough. And Jesus would later say, because he was having a conversation with uh, some Jews who doubted his divine origin. And they said, you know, well, what sign are you going to show us to prove that you are who you say you are, that you're the Christ? Moses, he prayed and God gave us manna. And we, our forefathers ate manna for 40 years. And Jesus says, your, your fathers ate manna and are dead. In John 6, verse 50, he says, This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. Speaking of himself, I am the bread of life. So he says, Your fathers ate man in the wilderness. It was a miracle, and they've passed away. But he who eats of me, receives of me through faith, will never die. It's through believing in Christ that we have eternal life. And Luke says that he was laid in a manger because there was no room in the inn. I'm thinking if Joseph and Mary were wealthy and respected, people would have made room for them. But it was a scandalous thing that had occurred in their view. They, weren't, they were a poor, betrothed couple, quite alone. Joseph, in his, in his hometown, we don't read of any family coming to see him. Um, this rejection, really, of Joseph and Mary, it foreshadows what Jesus would face when he sought to save people, and he spoke to them. That they're like, you know what, we don't want anything to do with them. We don't want to be associated with them. So they can give birth out in the street for all we care. So he was born in a public place and laid in this manger. Verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. The scene shifts now to outside the city. There's these uh, shepherds in the fields. They're keeping watch over their flocks by night. And suddenly, out of the darkness... There's this bright light, the glory of God shining, and there's an angel making this announcement. And it says they were terrified, they were shocked. I don't know if they were half asleep or what, but this was so unexpected. And the angel says, don't be afraid, I have good tidings of great joy for all people. And that means we're included, not just 
the people in Bethlehem or the shepherds just outside Bethlehem, not just the people in Israel, for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, that the promised Messiah had come, the one that God said would come and save sinners. And for those who realize their need for a Savior, this is great news, right? That there is a Savior now who has come to you, you who need a Savior. Salvation has arrived. And they weren't to take the angel's word for it. He said, there's going to be a sign. You'll go to Bethlehem and see that this baby in swaddling cloths has been laid in a manger. I love they wouldn't have to wait until morning. They wouldn't have to find keys. They didn't have to get permission. They didn't have to break down a door. They, had, they could go and look for this baby out in public because it was in a manger. It was in a place that was an unsecured location, a place that you could just look over a little fence and see, hey, there's the manger. And that's where the Son of God was laid. And I love the fact that the angel goes to shepherds to make this great announcement that the Son of God has come. When there's visiting dignitaries coming to Australia, do they give you a call to let you know that they're coming? They don't talk to us, right? Us normal, regular folk. They talk to the upper echelon, the government officials. They coordinate behind the scenes. They don't involve us with that. Where you're like, yeah, the ambassador from Chile is coming in. He called me. You're like, okay, cool. Why? Why would he call you? Shepherds were not generally looked upon well at this time. In fact, in the Jewish culture, at a point, they were not even allowed to give evidence in a courtroom because they were known to be thieves and trespassers as they drifted around the countryside, grazing in lands that weren't theirs, taking things when no one was looking. Those are the people that the angel appeared to and gave this announcement. It was the social outcasts. It was the outliers of society. It wasn't the the respected, well-known people. It was the shepherds out in the field at night. I mean, they're working the night shift. And people may not even have known them. But he wanted, God wanted these men and all people to know of Jesus, to find Jesus, and to receive him through faith. Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. At first, there was just one angel. Then there's this heavenly host, this multitude of more than you could count. Angels praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And as suddenly as the angels had appeared, it was now dark. And there was no talk of where they were going to go the next day for their flocks, counting sheep. Sheep are not the discussion here. They're like, forget about sleep. Let's go see what this angel has said. Let's go see this thing that God has revealed to us. They immediately went to Bethlehem to see for themselves. Verse 16, it says, they came with haste. So they hurriedly went to the city. It involved effort, 
faith in God, going where he leads, and they found the babe wrapped in the swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Would you be content just to say that you've seen an angel? Or you've heard the heavenly hosts sing? Even got it on your phone. You're like, I saw an angel. Like, really? That's cool. I, I had this experience. Great. But, so we can be content with that, with a great story. I mean, that would be a story to tell. They're like, wait till the guys hear about this one. I mean, we've seen some things in our day, but this takes the cake. We, we're content with that. We're content with a cool story, a, a unique experience, and to be able to share that. But this is not just a cool story. This is the best news that's ever been given, that there is now a Savior who is born to you, to us is born, a child. Hearing about the birth of Jesus and finding him for yourself are two different things. There's a lot of people that will hear about the birth of Jesus and say, same old story. Like, I know that. But there are other people that will hear this and say, what can I investigate concerning this Jesus? How did he live his life? What things did he say? And they will open the scriptures and look for themselves and believe that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that we can have life through his name, eternal life by the grace of God. And they won't let anything deter them. It's like there was no like tomorrow, let's go check it out, or when it's convenient. It was like now. There was this immediacy. May that be in us too, to seek Christ, to receive Christ, to follow Christ. Luke 2, verse 17, And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. It says they made widely known the things that the angel said to them, the joyful news that there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Man, these, these shepherds had a story to tell, and they were telling anybody who would listen to them, maybe even people who wouldn't listen to them. They were just telling all people about how awesome this experience was and how amazing that to them. I mean, can you, it's kind of odd, right? Like, if Laura and I had a child, it would be our child. You wouldn't take ownership of that child for yourself. Like, that child was born unto you. But this is the Son of God we're talking about. And the angel says, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now, the messengers could not be more different, right? You have this angelic vision giving the truth, and you have these smelly shepherds, the bad reputation. But it's the same message. They're saying the same thing because they're teaching about the same Savior, this glorious revelation from heaven. And the miraculous birth of Jesus, it doesn't need embellishment because it's, it's a phenomenal, miraculous, supernatural event that God has come to earth in human form with good will towards men. We who deserve death, we who deserve hell for our sin, that he has given us a Savior now. And there is hope for us. Not just some in some distant, unknown time, but right now, today. Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in those strips of cloth. He was laid in the manger. And you think about her perspective. She's just given birth. She's, I mean, so tired and 
pain, in pain, and, and she, they're hearing footsteps now and excitable voices like, oh, over here, hey boys, check this out. Oh, just like the angel said. And she's like, what? And then it says they talked to her about what the angels had told them. Maybe they asked her, did you know that this child is Christ the Lord? She's like, well, she knew that. She had heard that, right? That God would send the Messiah through her. But it says that she was deeply affected by their testimony. The things that they said, it says she, she heard it, she remembered it, and she kept it hidden away in her heart. And she thought about it. She pondered on it. She continued to think it over. And I pray that all of us would hear this and really ponder, think about it, that there to you is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah, the Anointed One of God. Emmanuel, God with us, has come so we can know him. This isn't just the best news you'll hear today. This isn't just, um, I mean, this, there's no better news you could possibly hear than this. And, and there's a lot of good news that we would be loving to hear today, right? People are doing it tough. You know, there's fires burning out of control. There's families who've lost their homes and lost everything. There's people who have chronic illness and pain who've been hospitalized. People who, who, I mean, we'd love to hear that a marriage has been restored. We would love to hear that the, the, the son who had run away and run, had come home and now is reconciled to his family. We would love to hear that a lonely person has a friend. We'd be happy to hear that. We'd be over the moon with so many different little Good news, we're thirsty for good news. We want to hear good news. We look at the news hoping to find just one bit of good news and it's just not there. But this, see the thing is, is we look for good news not in that manger where Jesus is. He's the one that we look to because he brought the good news of the gospel, the good news of salvation We would love to hear that the cancer is in remission. But you know, the good news that Jesus has come, that is the best news, not just today, but forever. That this little baby who grew to be a man, who would die on a cross so we could be forgiven, so we could know God, so we could have eternal life in heaven, that is the gift God has offered to you today. That is the gift that we walk in. That is who we celebrate every day. Because Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and believing in him, we have life in his name. The Christmas story isn't just a story, but it's a living reality that we need to be reminded of, of who Jesus is and why he came, how it demonstrated God's love for us, and how we have, he has shown us goodwill, hasn't he? It's a lot of awful things that we hear, and bad stories that we just want to forget. And it may be your own story. But no, Jesus has come. Unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And that believing in him, you can have life through his name. Let's be like those shepherds. They sought Jesus. They received him. They glorified God for all they had heard and seen as it was told them. Because God doesn't lie. He always says the truth. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus to be our Savior. 
thank you for this opportunity to gather as a family in Christ and to praise and extol your name for the awesome things you have done. And Lord, I pray for those who are going through such heartache and turmoil at the moment and those who who would love to hear good news. Lord, may their hearts just receive this good news, the good news, the good news of the gospel, that there's hope, life, and liberty in you, that we have an eternal hope that's not based upon circumstances or how things are going today or how we feel or what we have or what we've lost. Lord, thank you that in you we find everything that pertains to life and godliness. Thank you, Lord, for uh, just revealing yourself to us Thank you for the messengers that you use that are so different that you would use a shepherd to bring forth this truth and that we can receive it, Lord, uh, 2,000 years on and still as full of power and hope and life as ever. All glory unto you, God, now and forever. You are awesome and good in Jesus' name. Amen.